You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we're here with a good friend, Aaron, Aaron McDermott from Aaron McDermott Jewelry, which if you don't follow her on Instagram, you might as well just look that up right now and see exactly what she does because it is phenomenal. Now, let's talk a little bit about it. These days of staying home a lot have led us all to feel, well, less put together on a daily basis than we used to. But ladies, I know the desire is still there to dress up and get that right touch with that casual yet elegant look your jewelry is one way to make that happen am i right i know my wife would say damn right you are right um our next guest on the brand butters podcast knows how you feel aaron designs and creates beautiful handmade pieces that will make your outfit casual or business feel complete she's right here in the queen city it's amazing what she's been doing so we're so so excited to learn more about aaron her story and the jewelry that she's providing everybody here so thank you and welcome to the brand builders podcast aaron thank you i'm so excited to be here thanks for having me great to see you and thank you for joining us and brian always a great energizing intro i love it um so (laughs) thank you so aaron how did you get in the jewelry making business and was this something you did for fun growing up so okay it i was actually thinking about this this morning because i had emailed and asked are there any questions i should be thinking about and i've and so it's, it's, I was trying to think a, a little bit about how I got started. And I think it really started early, early on. I mean, I was one of those girls that was like the lemonade stand girl, you know, I mean, I've always, always been interested in business, um, sold lemonade. I used to go all the time to the fish concerts and sell grilled cheeses at the Hampton Coliseum. Oh, I did um, not know that. Oh my gosh. Anything. I mean, you know, I, I, I was in the era of like the beanie baby phase. So I would buy and resell beanie babies. I was just very, I just love, I thought it was fun. You know, I just always thought it was fun. I always had like a pencil club and a sticker club and selling all of that. So it started early, um, as far as just that passion for entrepreneurship. And in high school, uh, my grandmother lived in, Clifton, New Jersey. Clifton's about 30 minutes away from New York City. And I would take, I would visit her in the summers and on vacation and, you know, holiday breaks and on the weekends. And um, I would take the 192 bus into Port Authority by myself and uh, explore the fashion district. Um, And there, the garment district, the fashion district, that's, for me, it was a kid in a candy store. I would find beads and stones and supplies and trimmings and just anything. I mean, it's, it's the fashion district is, you know, creativity meets opportunity. And I was just bound and determined to figure out something that I could make that could be my own, that I could sell. And that would make an impact on, on women. And, um, I dabbled in a few different, a few different, um, I guess types of fashion. I I started making belts and then, um, I would make bags and, Finally, I really started to get to know a lot of these these owners of the stores and the bead stores, and um, and I would come back to New Jersey with the bus and it, on the bus, and I would just take out bags full of stones and found some string and started making necklaces. 
and I would wear them in high school and friends would, you know, wear them as well. And of course, at that time, I was just, you know, just so happy to, for, that other people were wearing them. And it really um, grew from there. I love New York. I would, I mean, anytime I would go, I just loved conversation. I loved the hunt. I loved the connections. Um, I'll, you'll probably later on, we can talk about this, but two women that I first met in New York working at the bead stores now work with me. And this is 25 years later. Wow. And um, so we've really, I mean, it's, it's, it was, it was really special. And so went to college and again, kept that, that making the jewelry. And um, at that point uh, I decided that I wanted to take a semester, I guess not abroad, but you know, everyone was going semester abroad to Paris and London. And I um, went to New York and decided to enroll in classes at Fashion Institute of Technology, FIT. And um, this is while I was at UVA. It was just kind of a little semester abroad, if you will. And I lived there. And that's when um, I think things just came together. And I was able to uh, find, kind of see at bigger scale, source products, source the stones, really find my style. And then I would come, I came back to college, obviously, you know, after that semester and um, started selling at little boutiques and friends would wear it. And, um, and that's kind of how, how I started. Um, yeah. So you're a hustler, basically, yeah, to, from the you know, bottom yeah, of the top. That's what I'm talking for sure about. A hustler. So many similarities, like in junior high, maybe even fifth or sixth grade for me. Yeah. I'd, I'd go buy like a bulk bag of chewing gum, and I would mm -hmm. go to school and sell them individually. You know what I mean? And right. then, and then totally. I just kept sort of rolling that that those profits I would take mm -hmm. and buy more gum. It just, it, you know, there was just always something yes. going on. I've always enjoyed that. I always uh, just knew that. That that's what I wanted to do. It's just a matter of finding the product and service that you land on. And it sounds that's like for exactly you, obviously, right. it's jewelry, but 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 it wasn't always jewelry. And so that's that's, that's exactly fascinating. Right, to me. Scott. Yeah, yeah, that's really, that's really exactly fascinating. Right. We're not gonna tell you what Scott sold in college. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Just kidding. I, just kidding. I was broken. <laughs> just kidding. But, but that raises a you good were, question. You were the one going to the fish concert. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I might cheese. have even bought that grilled cheese from you. I don't know. Um, tell me, what did you study in college at UVA? So I studied um, art and then also education. Very cool. So I thought I was going to be a teacher. I didn't really know what I was going to land on. So uh so I have a master's in education, elementary education, and then also um, studio art. Well, good Lord, aren't you so thankful you're not having to deal with all of that? Oh, right I'll tell you what. Yes. So <laughs> thankful. I'm so grateful for the oh, teachers. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. God, God bless them. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I have two. I, and yeah. Thank God. Absolutely. Um, and Aaron has three. Yeah. Three beautiful daughters. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's, a, she's a busy lady. Um, is there a certain vibe or feel you go for now and, and how do you, you kind of already explained how you come up with your yeah. creations, but, um, how has it evolved into, to where you are now? Into where I am now. Yeah. So I really, um, I think I'm, I love the communication between my customers. I feel like it's very much a community and I design and make and 
purchase jewelry for that everyday gal. Like, I mean, it can be the high end, the low end. It can be, you know, girls that want to mix their golden gooses with a pair of $15 earrings and, you know, women that want to shop at Walmart and Target is the everyday gal that just wants to feel good. That doesn't that wants to just, I mean, how many times do we like look in our closet? You all probably know with girls that, and just like, I have nothing to wear and you just feel badly. And this, my jewelry, I hope just brings a sense of ease and confidence and also something different. You know, you can't, you can't just, it's, it's something different. You're not just purchasing at a, at a big, big box store. Um, it all goes together. So a lot of us, we, you know, we like to layer it, different earrings with necklaces and then add on the necklaces, um, jewelry that's just like easy and um, effortless. And um, honestly, you know, kind of going back to what you said, Scott, not really knowing what you're going to land on. Um, I never really did. I mean, I was always the gal that kind of flew under the radar. You know, I was never the athlete or, or, or the, the, the smartest or anything like that. I just kind of cruised along, but was never really known for anything specific. And when I started selling the jewelry, it was the first time in my life where I really felt that feeling that I think a lot of people have probably early on, like, wow, I'm good at this. I'm getting, people are noticing it. But I noticed, I noticed the women and like their faces and the way that it would just make them, honestly, it's a feeling, you know? I mean, I, I feel like I don't necessarily sell jewelry. I, I sell like, I, I like that feeling of just happiness and like, you know, the world is tough enough. And if you can leave with just a pair of earrings or a necklace or a conversation or a quote or something that you just lifts your spirits, like for me, that's, that's it. And it just happened to be jewelry and jewelry was this vehicle to get me there. Well, that's really cool because it sounds like it's at a point it's built your confidence. And as you roll with it and become even better at it and more success with it, you, you become even more confident. You're like, I've find, I've found who I want to be and what I want to deliver. Mm-hmm. But also what you're delivering to, to ladies is, is an item or an accessory that could also help them build their confidence. And that's maybe where, Absolutely. where your happiness evolves and it becomes like less of a job and more of a, I'm really enjoying myself. You know, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I gather is, from you when I talk with you and, and uh, just see what you're doing on social media and things like that. It just it just seems like you're having a good time and the people around you are, too. And, and that's awesome. It is. And <laughs> before. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And before Instagram and before, you know, social media and the website and all, online, I would um, another, you know, I would sell I would wake up every Saturday morning in college and after college at 4.30 on Saturday mornings, set up at the Charlottesville City Farmer's Market that started at 6 o'clock. And I would spend all morning long at this market. And hundreds and hundreds of women would come by and try on the jewelry and, and look at it. Of course, at that point, they, you know, they would say, like, how much is it? I just, like, whatever you want to pay. It doesn't matter. I'm so grateful for Make you it to offer. Here. Make like, it offer. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it was, it was just so great because it was just Saturday after Saturday of just feedback from women at the market. And these women are just, I mean, any, like, all, I mean, Dave Matthews' wife and Sissy Spacek, they would all come to the market. But then you also had just, 
the women that would come by for a cup of coffee living down the street. And it was just, just such a diverse group of women. So I really got to see the essence of what, what makes these women feel good. What makes them tick? Because we're all the same, you know, no matter what, how much, how much money you make or, or where you live or what you do, we all are the same to our core. And so for me, it was just such a cool case study to be able to have that much feedback before everything went digital. Um, and I, I mean, I just, that, the, those market days were amazing. And even on Saturdays when I moved to Charlotte, Brian and I would drive on <laughs> Friday night there. We'd spend a few hours in a hotel room and I'd sit up in the market for Saturday mornings just, just to be able to have that that um that energy that bolt of energy on saturday mornings that's really cool he he seems so supportive of that too it, it uh I, i've seen the pictures right like of, of the you in the trunk of the car the suv yes, with, with your table sure. behind it and and all of that that's right um, yeah he's so supportive it's so true how do you go about like i, I hear you on that market piece um are you now in retail stores or are you direct to consumer and if you mm-hmm. aren't in retail um, or some of those platforms, what is your vision, uh, going forward? So, you know, I think about that a lot and I think that, um, I've never had a overall goal. I mean, for me, it's always been based on intuition on, on sort of what's the next step, what feedback am I getting? Where am I going with this? And, um, I decided to not really pursue the retail route. Um, for me, it was a lot easier just to be direct because I like working with my my customers directly. I know them. I know what they need. I know where they're going. And, um, and I felt more comfortable doing it that way. Um, I also, price point is, is a big thing for jewelry. And I also found that, you know, when I work, when I, and I, and I, I mean, I've sold at a handful of retail stores, probably, you know, 20 retail stores. And, um, I found price point has, was difficult because my, my girl likes to, um, find jewelry that's not going to break the bank, but that's going to really have that same feeling of a piece that's, that you're wearing like a $5,000 piece of jewelry. It's going to evoke that same feeling, that same passion, but the price point that I really like to stick to is between 25 and $60 and retail, um, you know, it's a markup twice as much because they, you know, the stores need to make money as well. So if I was selling a pair of earrings to a retail store for $30 or $40, the price that they would sell it at the store is going to be $80. And I was having a difficult time. Obviously the stores and my website, we need to be consistent because obviously, you know, why would someone buy the same pair of earrings at a store for $80 and then for me for $40. So I kind of just said, you know what, Aaron, focus on direct. Like you're, this is, it makes sense to you. Um, You get it, you get the concept. And so really it's, it's all direct right now. It's all either online or custom orders. Um, And that being said, I would never rule it out. You know, I mean, if, if the opportunity was there and if a store, you know, said, Hey, let's put in a big order. But, um, but I, that's, that's really it. And I have to say social media has been incredible. It's, you know, of course we all have that love, love, hate relationship with Instagram <laughs> specifically. Um, sure. for me, I mean, it's a free platform to, sh- to, to sell and to express who you are and to communicate and to connect. So I am so grateful for, um, 
for social media. I honestly only probably have spent $500 in my whole life on advertising. So it's all um, just too, like it's, I try to be as real as possible. I show our mess. I show our family. I mean, you see my kids there. You see my husband there. Um, you see, you know, the craziness that goes on. I have nothing to hide. You know, I, I, I don't try to show that I have a perfect life. I don't. And, um, and I'm okay about that. You know, we're okay about sure. that. Like I'm not, I see. And I think a lot of it is talking to women and realizing no one has a perfect life and that's okay. That's the beauty of it. So, um, so I really work hard on just, just being myself, you know, and knowing my girl and knowing, um, that everyone's welcome and everyone is, is just doing the best they can, you know? And I think now more than ever, especially in fashion, it's, you know, it's always like, let's get the perfect shy and let's do the filter and let's do this. And for me, I'm kind of like, Hey, this is a necklace. I'm wearing it with a sweatshirt and leggings. And you know what? I feel good. And you can too. And that's good. You know? I love it. I love it too. I, it's, it's yeah. funny. I, I text my wife uh, and I just sent a picture. I was like, I go, uh, I'm, I'm interviewing Aaron right now. And she says, oh, my God, I love her stuff. <laughs> oh, so I said, well, go so pick out sweet. something. And my wife legit has now created a cart. <laughs> and I have uh, I love it. sitting about on the direct dot, sale. Bro, love yeah. bundles, ice vineyard earrings. But here's the best part. Men, oh my God, the total so is $66 for three pieces oh, of jewelry. So if, you are, if you are a guy right now, I know Valentine's Day just happened. When I think of jewelry, I think, oh, my God, I'm going to be spending way too much money. <laughs> my wife just picked out three items for $66. Love it. And now oh, I'm going to be like the, so the best sweet. husband ever. So, Aaron, I mean, this is amazing. Oh, men so and men out here should be super pumped about this because you're giving an amazing product for an amazing price. You're helping a local mm. business. So all of that's awesome. This is live right now. We're making it happen. So that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. crazy. That makes me, well, tell her to come visit me. I will. Yeah, I, mean, I will. I, we have a little studio in the back of our house. I mean, that's it. Like I would love to meet her and yeah, that's learn crazy. about her and everything. Connect. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I want to know, like with Instagram, we do a lot on Instagram and, and um, I want to ask you this, you know, before when you decided to do the direct to consumer and use Instagram, there, there's a mm -hmm. lot of people out there right now, especially younger people. They're so infatuated with Instagram and they're so infatuated with you yes. know building and selling websites and this and that. And, and we're just all about that organic reach. We're not trying to spend yeah. a lot of money. I don't want to have 10,000 followers and 9,000 of them be fake. Like I'd rather have 2,000 followers that, that are here in Charlotte that love us, that are in the community, that interact with Absolutely. us. And so tell me, what are some of the, not necessarily challenges, but what, what advice would you give a small business that's starting out that maybe doesn't have those followers and feel like they can't get that reach without paying? Uh, and, and how did you really develop yeah. 24,000 followers on Instagram? So <clears throat> I think with Instagram now, if you're just joining on Instagram, I think that um, people are really into how many followers you have, like 24,000 or 100,000 or 200,000. But in the beginning, when Instagram started, it was very easy for a lot of these companies to actually buy followers. I mean, you could buy 50,000 followers. You could buy, I mean, I've never bought a follower, but a lot of people do. So I think most importantly, don't look at the amount of followers that someone has. 
look at the interaction, look at how many people, you know, if someone comments, look at the dialogue between of, of what it is, because that's what Instagram should be. It shouldn't just be a number of how many followers. I mean, that's like in high school, a popularity contest. That's just ridiculous, you know? Right. So I honestly think that the, you know, it doesn't matter. That number doesn't matter. What's important is that you have a community that really trusts you. And that's the main thing, building trust. I mean, I know for this podcast, I've listened to so many of, of the podcasts, of your podcast and um, so many of your interviews. And like, y'all are authentic. I love the fact that you didn't send these questions to me ahead of time. The fact that like, Thank you know, you. this is totally... This is totally like a conversation. It's not like I have a whole list of things written down where the next thing is going to say, what's my favorite animal, you know? <laughs> um, and I think that that's real. Like y'all are real, right? And this is not, this is this is a real conversation um, where I think a lot of podcast questions are always going to be the same. And that's, that's what, that's why listeners listen to this podcast because they know that they're going to tune in like they're having a drink with you or a cup of coffee with you and they're just going to listen to a real conversation and I think that um too many you know Instagram Instagram things now it's, it's script scripted it's you know there are a lot of influencers if you will that are getting paid to promote certain items and and they're, and they're not being authentic about it, right? Like they're saying, oh, this is my favorite sweater. I absolutely love it. But, you know, in the back end, they might be getting X amount, you know, of money just to say it. Um, it's great if they love it too, you know, in, in hopes I think a lot of, you know, it's as long as it's true to the brand, I'm all about it, whether, you know, you're getting paid or not. But I think it's just really important to, I think I hope that I have built this community by just, if I say something, I mean it. And if I talk about a piece of jewelry that, I mean, I had on earrings the other day and I was like, I, I do love these earrings guys. But I'm gonna let you know they're a little bit heavy. So if you have sensitivity of that, I just want you to know that um, if I post about a place we're going or that we've traveled or something I'm wearing, it's the truth, you know? And like I said, I've got nothing to prove. Why would I lie about it, you know? Um, so I think the main thing about building a community is really trying to figure out yourself, what you want to do, what you're going after and who, who your followers are. You know, I honestly believe that you could put all of your followers as well as I in, in a room and everyone would get along. I mean, everyone's in that same mindset, you know? Um, and if, and if they aren't, the nice thing is all they have to do is click unfollow and it's not a big deal, you know? <laughs> um, so I think building your community, first of all, being authentic, um, being real to whoever you are and whatever brand it is. Um, I think know your person, know your community, know who you want to go after. And when I say like go after, I mean, who you want to invite into that and who you would love to be able to gain you know, I'm learning from them just as much as they're learning from me. I really, 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 really rely on the feedback of, and I say community communities because I hate the word followers, but I think like of my community, I'm doing polls all the time. Hey, friends, do you want this or this? Do you like turquoise or coral earrings? What should we name this piece of jewelry? I mean, it is a constant dialogue, you know, and same with y'all. Who do you want to hear on the podcast? I mean, 
I look to these men and women to help me grow. You know, I need that. I need them. And um, I feel like I hope that they feel like they are part of things. You know, I mean, they see their they choose the names of my jewelry for me. They choose when I'm in New York, I'm faced. I say, hey, guys, well, should I pick these beads or these beads? You know, come along with me on, on this trip with me. It's easy to do that with social media. Um, so I guess know, know your people, know your following and kind of just, um, I mean, you've got to keep your blinders on too. You've got to not like, you know, you've got to support one another, support the people you love, but it's can't compare because everyone has a different goal. And a lot of times what you see is a facade. I've done giveaways and with, you know, companies that have, have a million, no, you know, 500,000 followers and had no feedback whatsoever. And I've done them with, you know, a thousand and they, these brands that have a thousand or 500, they are loyal. They are the real deal, you know? And um, so it's not a number. It's really who, who you trust, who you like, who you want to um, spend time looking at and, and building a relationship with. I really, God knows, you just nailed it. And it is very clear why you've been so successful thus far. Um, everything you just said is, is, is ties into that. And I really appreciate what you said about our podcast because our goal from the oh, beginning was it. authenticity, 100%. What we yes. think is that a conversation is a dying breed. And although we record mm-hmm. these conversations, we've had almost 200 conversations with leaders, uh, brand builders, folks that are doing great things for themselves, their teams, and their communities. And yeah. this is nothing more than a platform to continue to share that. And we feed off that as well uh, because mm-hmm. every time we pick up little tidbits, I mean, what you just said yeah. about social media is is phenomenal. And I think people always mm. look at the wrong things and focus on yeah. the wrong things. If you just be yourself, deliver great service, great quality, um, take care of your, your community. Um, those are key components to, uh, happiness and success. And we're losing that, you know, and it's, it's clear, it's clear. (laughs) The division, you you know, I mean, y'all that's right. And you are genuinely as a, like, you're, you have to be interested in other people, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) Yeah, interested in empathy. I mean, I don't know. I've grown from from truly the advice of others. You know, there's no, I mean, there's no secret formula. It's kind of what feels good in your heart. Learning from others, just taking feedback, taking criticism, taking positive, and then just putting it into action. You know, um, and I think we both do what we do because we truly love it. I mean, I have three kids too, and like. You know, so many times people will say, oh, you know, how do you do with the kids and the work? And I don't know how to squeeze it. And I'm like, if you love what you are doing and you're passionate, you can't not do it. Right. Like, I can't not do this, you know. So um, it's not really a choice. I have the choice. And like, I want to do it. It just makes me who I am and makes me, um, yeah, be much more of an empathetic and compassionate, especially during COVID and um, I mean, we had last year was obviously, you know, a year of change and, um, my community just stepped up and was like, Aaron, 
it's where I, and I really feel like they were buying jewelry to, to just bring that happiness and bring that feeling. Cause it was such a, it could have been anything, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I was so grateful for them. You know, I really was. And I would get on there. I say that every day and I could cry about it because they are, they are who I wouldn't be here, you know, without my community. Absolutely. I want to say something. I, I, I think it sums up the entire conversation really is, is, is a journey, right? And loving your journey. I feel like, you know, we live yeah. in a world that is just obsessed with instant gratification. Um, and if you look right. from where you right. started to where you are now, everybody, oh, I'll, I'll start a jewelry company and they want to have 24,000 followers in six weeks and they want to make a million dollars by, by March. And that's just not the way right. it works. Right. Like you need to be able to, to find something that you love be committed to it and, and fall in love with the process, fall in love with the journey, fall in love yeah. with the challenges, the difficulties, right. the failures. That's what makes you better. That's why there are successful people out there. Yeah. People don't wake up an entrepreneur and then all of a sudden become successful. You know, you hear about their success, but that's the only thing that people really, really talk about now. And, and that's why I love bringing on people to understand their journey and how did you get there and what were the that's challenges? Right. I mean, People, I guarantee you, people look at your page and like, I could do that. Really? Like, are you going to drive to Charlottesville right, and be right, and be there sure. at four forty five on a Saturday? And right, like, that's like, right. that's the thing yeah. that people are missing. Stop trying to just rush success or rush gratification. Fall in love with the process. Fall in love with the failure. Fall in love with what you have to do to be successful. And Aaron, I think you honestly are a just a, a, a perfect example of that oh, uh, in a sweet. nutshell. I love it. That's yeah, and, and to your point, like. Josh Jones, one of my best friends, he's, uh, you know, we, you, you surround yourself with, with folks that, that make you want to be better. Um, got a text from him this morning and, and it was a meme and the meme said, pressure is a privilege. It only comes to those who earn it. And that was Billie oh, Jean King that, that said that, um, to Brian's point, wow. right? There's a lot of background things. There's failures, there's ups and downs, there's you know, you're, you're crying, you're happy, you're, you're all these things yeah. along the journey, but at the end of the day, you're willing to continue to, to, you know, yeah. uh, jump through those hoops and overcome those challenges because there's passion behind it. And you, you know, that's right. Uh, you, yeah. That's so true, Brian. That is really so true. Cool. It is a lot of hard work. I mean, pounding the pavement in New York city and high school, but I, right. those are some of my best memories, you know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it too. We and just to to talk about the our business. When you walk into our showroom every day, I walk in. I remember what it was like the first day. And this was five years ago, right? We had white walls. We had mm -hmm. one little you know display. I was stuck in a little nook behind the I'm corner. I'm surprised Brian but, even joined us. No, I, no, I believed. I believed. <laughs> and but Scott's a great leader, and he's built something. And I saw the vision of it. Right? I didn't have to see what it was right then. I was excited about the journey. And you know, five years later, um, literally in three days, I'll be here for five years. I. I love that. And I can't wait to see where we go next. And like, to me, it's, it's falling in love with that challenge exactly. and falling in love with where we're going to go. And, you know, we, we work our Instagram and our social media, not because we want to sell a product because we want to help our community. We want to promote the brands that support us mm -hmm. in any way that we can do that. That's what we do. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the right way, the wrong way for us. It works. And when I go to bed at night, I'm happy, you know, and when I wake up, I'm excited. And, you know, hopefully Absolutely. that's what it's all about. I think we just live in a weird yeah. world right now. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you mentioned conversation or Scott mentioned conversation. I, ha I talk about that all the time that we've gotten the opportunity mm -hmm. for the last 183 weeks 
to have conversations with people that are different than us, that are like us, that are from mm-hmm. different areas. Absolutely. And I've learned so much over the last three and a half years that's opened my eyes to experiences. And I think the biggest thing is opened up my eyes to what people are passionate about. And it doesn't have to be what you're passionate about. You don't have to agree with somebody to, to be friends with them at the same time. Like all of that's what makes us great. Yeah. And and people these days are just kind of like, you're over there. We're never going to have a conversation. Wow. Have a conversation. Right. You know what I mean? I just it's went on a little that, rant. Sorry it's there. It's funny Aaron. that you say that. <laughs> it's, so, no, it's so funny that you say that because I tell Brian all the time, I say, just, it's always like, you know, just meeting new people and everything. And my first, whenever I describe someone, I'm like, I love that they're passionate. It could be car tires. It could be a rug. Just be passionate about anything because it's, it just brings joy, you know? And, and if you don't know what you're passionate about, it's okay. You know, it's, but, but just find, just continue to look for it because it can kind of, it can jump out at you when you don't even realize it and surprise you. Um, but it is, it's, it's fun to be able to have that excitement and to explore it. Yeah. And we, I don't even feel like, like we're talking a lot about, you know, our surroundings. I don't think we're off topic here because all of those things make Aaron McDermott and Aaron McDermott jewelry, uh, what it's become. And, uh, we really appreciate you sharing that because, um, again, I think it's helpful to people to know that, that that's how things begin and how they can go. If you just stick with something, you know, and and, and be passionate, get behind. That's right. That's right. It's funny. I have a, I was actually thinking about this. This is kind of a random story, but, um, you know, Brian and I've been married for a long time and we dated in college. And, um, when I first met him, I was waiting tables at Mellow Mushroom pizza restaurant and he came in and, you know, uh, we long, fast forward, asked me on a date, long story short, went out on our first date and he, um, I mean, I like a lot of times I think back, what did he see when he saw me? I mean, I was waiting tables. I was exhausted. I was a mess. I was, you know, all over the place trying to figure it out and something, you know, he was, he was playing football at UVA. We could not be more opposite, you know, and I couldn't <laughs> believe he looked in my direction, you know, and cause we, I, you know, here I am like our team, I had never even been to a football game. Okay? <laughs> I had never even been to a football game. Like I didn't watch sports growing up. I had, I like, I hadn't even, it was just, it was so funny. So our first day I sat, like, we were, you know, at this little like Italian restaurant and my phone rang and I was like, you know, I, I, I hold on a second. And I said, I totally forgot, Brian. I was supposed to cover someone's pizza shift tonight. I've got to go back to Mellow Mushroom and work. And he was like, okay. And like, didn't give me a hard time or anything. Dropped me back off at the restaurant. This is in the middle of, middle of the state that we were going on. And he said, you know, what time do you think you'll be done? I said, well, you know, usually it's like around 10 o'clock, but I'll give you a call. So he called me around 10. He said, how are things? Like, how are things looking? Are you finished? I said, I have got to sit here and fold 200 pizza boxes for the shift tomorrow. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't, like, let's meet up another time. And I really liked him, but I also <laughs> was just so focused on like finishing my job and getting it all done. So he's like, you got to fold 200 pizza boxes. You're kidding me. I said, no. I said, but let me give you, a, I'll try to give you a call when I'm done. So next thing I know, it was probably maybe 20 minutes later. I look at the entrance 
And he walks in with about 15 of his football buddies Mm -hmm. and they all come in and they're like, we're here to fold pizza boxes with you. Wow. And they never knew that story. That's awesome. Yes. They all sat down, got a few pictures of that mellow mushroom beer, you know, served the beer. They probably knocked out those pizza boxes in maybe five minutes. And we went out that night and he was just like, I love it. I love that you like came back to work. And I love the fact that I can help you with this and support you with this. I mean, he never, you know, it's always been who I've been, you know, and I think that being able to have someone alongside you that just gets it and doesn't give you a hard time about it and supports it and doesn't necessarily know exactly what you're doing all the time, but (laughs) whatever you're doing, like, and I always think about that. I actually don't even think I've told him that. I mean, he knows the story, obviously. But it's it's those moments that, like, during folding those pizza boxes, I mean, that's just part of the journey of, like, where I am today, you know? And um, it's nice to be able to have strong friends, too, or family or coworkers or partners that also kind of uplift you along the way, because I will say it's pretty lonely a lot of times, you know, you don't get a paycheck, you don't know where you're going, you don't know where the world's going to turn, it's all in your mind. And so you've got to also, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a husband or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but just some really good friends that truly want to help you and be there for you and want the best for you. Aren't Brian's, aren't Brian's the best? <laughs> aren't we the best? Brian's are the best. Brian's are the best. Brian's are the Brian's best. Are the best. He's, he's a yeah. good man. <laughs> that's both, an awesome both story. Of y'all are yeah. Good yeah, that's an awesome story, man. That's that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, Aaron, I, before we let you no, go, I you know I've been looking at your website because now I I have to buy something. Um, and I, when, when I say I have <laughs> to, I want to. I, I want I like to buy it. something. I, my wife is probably going <laughs> to love me just for even. I need, I need to, to do the same. Oh, yeah. I love but it. what? Tell me what's new. I, I know people listening are going to want to know what's new. I I see on here you have a kids jewelry making kit with a box, which is awesome. So now you yes. can kids can make their own jewelry, which is so cool. But what's what's new um, for, yes. for you as far as the product? And then we'll we'll let you get out of here. Oh, thanks for asking. Okay, so actually um, today I'm launching a lifestyle box. So kind of talking a little bit about you know, favorite things as well. And um, other, not just jewelry, but other products that bring me happiness. It's a box that I'm going to be launching today with jewelry, but also with a few other fun products that I absolutely love um, in the health, skincare, um, you know, cooking kind of section. So that is a brand new launch. We're going to try it. If it works, it's going to work. If not, we'll, we'll do something different. But the kits are really fun. We did a lot of the jewelry making kits for um, COVID, obviously, because people could have something to do at the house. Um, but every day, we're really launching new products. Um, we do small batches a lot of times. So I like to be able to uh, sometimes launch a product but only have X amount because a lot of times women don't want everyone else to have the same thing. So it'll sell out and we'll do a new product the next day. Um, so check, I would say, um, thank you for asking that question, Brian. I would just 
continue to check, check every day online. I try to keep my social media, my Instagram specifically updated. And um, we usually do things a little differently as far as we usually put things on sale in the beginning when we launch a product and then put it back to its original price um, instead of at the end. So you're not waiting for that sale. Like you're not waiting for that markdown product. You are getting it in the beginning when it's fresh and new. And um, I like doing that that way. I feel like you should put one of those, figure out how to package and, and put one of those sweet grilled cheeses in there. <laughs> <laughs> the old grilled cheese. Bring, bring back the grilled so cheese funny. and throw it in the box with the jewelry and et cetera. Right, I make a mean grilled cheese. <laughs> how long till your kids are going to be making jewelry? Are they already starting? You know, I've got them up there working. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, labor. It's like it's like growing up on a farm. They weren't having kids to have kids. That's they were growing right. up. They were growing oh, up to have some they? some labor up there. Oh yeah. And it's I not mean, free labor. Yeah. That's right. No. Oh my gosh. I know. I've got them up there sorting, beating necklaces. Hey. Oh yeah. It's not how long. It starts early. That is fantastic <laughs> that because is. what that is teaching them is invaluable. Yeah. yeah. So long term. That, that is going to be who they are, and, and I think they'll have a lot of great qualities to carry along with them because of that. That's awesome. Love it. Well, nice Aaron, work. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening, please like, comment, go you know, follow Aaron. Um, it, it, go buy her product. It's awesome. You know, I, I'm not necessarily a jewelry wearer per se, but my <laughs> oh, wife is. I, I know you're right. You're right. Um, under, you know, my wife loves this stuff and, and I'm going to buy some stuff right now. So support the, lo the local business, uh, support Aaron. It's really cool what she's been able to develop. And we're so excited to be able to share her story and best of luck this year and, and years down the road. We, we can't wait to continue to follow your journey and see where uh, Aaron McDermott jewelry goes from here. Thank you, Thank Aaron. Thank you, Scott and Brian. I so appreciate it. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.